Hey, what's going on everyone? My name is J.R. Robinson, and I'd like to welcome you to When He Speaks Erotica from a Man's Perspective. And as always, I gotta say thank you to the listeners, and thanks everyone for supporting this channel. Tonight's topic, First Date Killers. So do me a favor, sit back and relax, and I'll be right back with the question of the night. Christmas, my youngest child, I brought her sister and her mother a gift, um, I don't know what propelled me to, well, what I did was I wanted to have a gift come from my child, and since she didn't have a job, I just gave her the money, no, no, I, I bought the gift for her to give to her mom, and I didn't want her sister to feel bad, so I just went and bought a gift for a sister. And do you know that neither one of them said thank you? And I was like, oh my god. And even though I still do for my child, it, it just it threw a curve for me when it came to like dealt with someone else. When I run into the same thing. But looking at that video today, I kind of felt like that man. Those are not my kids. Why the fuck won't you let me give my child something to eat? Because I know he's hungry. 
with his brothers or sisters something to eat. That's cool. Even if she had called, even if if it was me, if the woman had called me and said, hey, I ain't got no money, or I'll pay you when you get here, could you please bring my kids something to eat? Maybe she didn't know he was going to pick something up. Maybe he just did on the spur of the moment, the spur of the moment, who knows? He didn't bring her kids to eat, her other kids to eat. I think it's selfish, I think it's childish. And I think it's fucked up for her to expect that. But, <laughs> on the flip side, I think it's just the way I was raised. You think about others. You think about, especially when it comes to kids. Because, the parents, adults, they fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Most people are fucked up. Most people have fucked up ways of being. Kids, their mind are not, are not put together. You know what I'm saying? So anything that you say or do for a child, they can take it or leave it. As long as they get some. Adults, they are understand certain things and, and, and people are just programmed to be who they are and most times it's being jerks so like I said for her to go off on him and to to make it seem like he was wrong you know I just didn't get that and I understand with social media it's all about likes so it could have been staged to have some type of content. The way she was going off, I, I've heard that. I've heard that that woman, mean, nasty, just oh my god, make you just not want to be around the person. That that venom that she had, you can just even though you didn't see her face, you can tell what type of person she was. And she always felt like, she probably always felt like someone older or something. Or, you know, it's, the, the, it's everybody's fault but her own. To have different kids with different fathers. I don't know, I'm just you know, speculating. But I'm just saying, it's just, you can just tell. You know, I think that was real. And, yeah, I just didn't think he was obligated. Because... You don't have an understanding that if you do this for my child, you can you do it for my other children because I'm like going through something. I don't have enough money to get them something to eat. If you don't have that understanding, you shouldn't have that expectation of someone to do that for your child, your children. You, as a parent, have to get out there and make sure that your child is taken care of any means necessary, anything short of killing someone or, you know, doing some type of crime, that's your job, you lay down and open your legs or, you know, you lay down and put something in somebody and have a child, but we live in a world where everybody expect somebody to do something for them, and the worst part, they don't even appreciate it. Say thank you. Maybe it's just I'm old school and I'm from the south. 
And that's how I was raised. When someone does something for you, why can't you say thank you? And I'm not going back to what my my daughter. I'm not I've got past that. But you see it every day. Ungrateful people. People who feel like you owe them something. And you don't want to shit. You in this world by yourself and you're gonna leave this world by yourself. Anyway, that's that. You know, I want to uh, tap into that and and give my opinion, but to wrap it up, I don't think anybody's obligated to do shit for you. Not your children, not you, not your dog. If they choose to do it, then hey, you got a good person, you got someone around you that thinks highly of you and don't mind doing anything for you. But if they don't, then it's not their job to take care of you or your child. And with that, I'll be right back with the next. I'm sorry, I'll be right back with the topic. Don't you run the risk? 
risk of making yourself look like you don't have anything good to say. So do yourself a favor. Refrain from talking about your ex, past relationships, or current relationships. Plus, talking about your past relationships on the first date can come off as embarrassing. What if you ask who you dated? What if you're asked who you dated before? Your date will see you see that you dated more than one person, depending on how much you, you know, make available, how much you share. The next thing is, do not talk about politics. Politics has its place when it comes to having a conversation. And the first date is not one of those places. And um, support someone that you don't care for, you know, and that could be a, a conflict in the, the process of you getting to know each other. Some would say never talk about politics on the first day because meeting and dating someone is, is already hard. So why make it more complicated by adding that topic into the fold? bringing up something that's so detailed and so it has a lot of different branches you know Republican, Democrats uh, the Supreme Court uh, the abortion rights just politics cover a lot and someone may not want to be sitting at the table talking to you about something that's so deep, you know? Because dating is supposed to be fun. Not the first night you're having some type of debate. Who's the best candidate or what you think of so-and-so policy? Do you think we got the wrong person in office? You know, that's not a that's not something fun to talk about, in my opinion. But also, if someone asks you, and if you feel comfortable, you know, give them a brief detail of how you feel, or what's what's your uh, what's your thought process. And if you're, you know, willing to talk about, it, ask questions. Don't ask a lot. Throw out a couple of questions and see, get a feel for what. They're thinking. That's if you gotta know, and if they make it known that it's all right to talk about. But the thing you don't want to do, you don't want to make a person feel like you have to defend your position on anything. Now, for me, I'm kind of like either or. I'm gonna get a feel for you, and if I feel like you're comfortable, and if it's something. situation, then I may bring it up. I may talk about uh, supporting the first time I voted for Obama and the second time I did. I may you know, have that conversation just to see what a person is thinking because I have a, 
difference of opinion when it comes to uh, the president, the ex-president. I'm not saying that it's bad, but you know, to me it was just, <laughs> it's, it's something that's totally different than what most people think when it comes to him. Anyone believe that one? It's kind of, it's kind of irrelevant, you know what I'm saying? But you know, sometimes that might be my, if I, if someone wants to talk about politics, and I'll definitely bring that up. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think that was the third time I voted. You know, so out of who he was, I was in line. Like a change is going to happen. You know, waiting. I think talking politics is just about discussing interests beliefs and values. You want to see the similarities between both of you and it might be a great way to start a relationship. You never know. The next one is do not pretend to be something that you're not. Don't be trying to you know um, make yourself more than what you are. I can remember back in the day um, I was at this spot friend of mine, his cousin, played basketball overseas. So we had met some, uh, we met some baddies. I mean, kapow. So, he wants to, like I said, he was playing overseas. So he's talking, and I can hear him say, yeah, I just made a leap. Now, we all know he ain't made a leap. He he was trying, but he never did make he was good, but he wasn't that good. So I'm sitting there like, ah, he didn't just lie about making it, you know. And I was just wondering, why would you tell that big ass lie, you know? Was it just to get something, trying to impress her, you know? But nobody really called him out. We kind of joked about it, but we didn't. Cause you never really know what's going on in somebody's head on the first day. You know, it's like you're not sure what they're thinking. They don't know what you're thinking. And it's just a, a, a feeling that, you know, um, you don't necessarily have to be funny or goofy or outspoken. But you gotta, you have to be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just. Just relax and just talk. Let 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 shit just flow. You know, cause when you when you're yourself, when you're not trying to you know, be somebody you're not, then shit kind of like you know moves smoothly. The conversation is great. You can understand who the person is. You know, they can get a great understanding of who you are and who you you know who you want to be in life and what you want to. Takes that pressure, that unnecessary pressure off by telling the truth and just being direct and, and just letting people see who exactly you are. The first date is always nerve wracking, regardless of whether you've been asked out or the one who did the asking. I know people who have spent shop 
guys were when I was in the Navy. They would, you know, um, be like, yo, smell my bro. Like, hold up, pot. Uh, eat the whole package of it. But it was that pressure of being on point. Even though his bro was funky. Funky. <laughs> but he had to make sure, he had to ask somebody. Is right. I'm like, no, nah, he ain't right, but you know, if you eat the whole pack, you can, you might can get one. But is it worth all that energy to pretend to be something that you're not? Nope. It's never worth it. Because eventually the person's gonna see that you're full of shit. And then they're not gonna really want to love you. Because you lie and betray to be somebody who what else have you lied about? What else will you potentially lie about? And then they, nine times out of ten, they ain't gonna want to deal with you. Another one is don't talk religion. To me, religion, politics, kind of like run one and two. You know, as a rule of thumb, as a rule of thumb, avoid religious topics altogether. But if you must keep it brief and you know uh, refrain from mentioning. Necessary stuff that somebody probably won't hear. Religion is a touchy subject. It's one of those things that should be figured out over time. And while there's no hard or fast rule, rule about when to bring up religion, it's best to wait till like, you know, a couple of dates and maybe like the third or fourth date. You can, along with, also with politics, you can kind of like, you know, throw it out there and get a if you need to know if they, you know, if they, uh, if they are uh, asking you what's your religion, you know what I'm saying? So, and when you bring it up, try not to talk about religion in depth. Don't be trying to convert somebody from uh, being a Christian to being a, a Muslim or vice versa. person, you know, talks to me about sex, and we just meet for the first time, there's nothing else I need to say to her, because I already know that's how she gets down, and that's not the type of woman I would want to be affiliated with, because in my mind, that's who you want, and I don't want that type of woman, and I 
I've had, you know, people out there who, you know, for some reason felt like it was okay to go talk to another man while I was in your presence. And, and, I, and I fixed it. You know what I'm saying? I, I adjusted well. I found the, the, the prettiest woman in the club, whoever we was, and just started having a conversation. I know it's petty, but you don't disrespect me. And don't expect to get disrespected back. It's not happening. <laughs> so, talking about sex is like a no-no. And it's... Sometimes it don't feel right. Sometimes it throws the conversation off. And you're sitting there trying to figure out how to get back on the road. It's like you, you know, you get knocked off the road and you're riding on the side of the median. And you can't get back on the road. Because it's it's an awkward feeling. Especially if the person don't receive it. But they give you that look like, are you serious? You were talking about sex? Or they're like, I can't believe that you would approach me in that man. You don't even know me. Because sex, to some people, is very personal. Extremely personal. And... A lot of times I say in, in today's world it's different, but I, I still think I still I still have hope that there's some people who will not let other people disrespect them by having a conversation, approaching them in a sexual manner. You know what I'm saying? I know that might be crazy, but no, that's just how I think because you understand the levels of what sex means. You know what I'm saying? That's that's something that everybody understands. When you connect with another soul, that's on some different shit. That's on some. That's on a different. You're in a different atmosphere. You know, you bringing somebody's vibe into who you are as a person. So you you have to. level is not sex, unless you're just two freaks and you just gotta love, unless you just gotta get you some bump ugly, then you but uh, a lot of times that's not gonna happen, not gonna happen, and men, we're trying, you know, the day is going good and you having one of the best conversations that you've had in a while, the the woman's looking good and the drinks are flowing and
Sex isn't the top priority when you first meet. It shouldn't be if you're trying to find someone who's going to be someone that you can spend time, quality time, someone that you can see as a potential spouse or girlfriend, boyfriend, fiance, whatever. Do all that. You gotta be pushing. Or you gotta come off as, look, I need. 
so quick, you know, because you don't know if that person has met two or three other people like you, and now she meets another person who does the same thing that she's not looking for, which would mean she probably or he probably won't want to meet anybody else because they're going to think, shit, everybody desperate. I think it's mo- the most important thing is you gotta relax. You gotta not feel like being, you gotta feel like you're not being pressured, and you gotta feel like you're not adding. You gotta make someone feel like you're not adding pressure to them. Take your time. Develop a connection. Listen. Listen. Listen to the person you're dealing with. Because a lot of people listen. They hear what they need to hear. Or they take in only a smidge of what they want to take in. And forget what the person is all about. Because in their mind, they're trying to get one thing, maybe two things. And they're not. They're not giving the person a fair chance. It's all about them. Day killers are those that say the right things at the right time. The things that are said, not done, can open up a window for intimacy and unleash a previously unmanaged level of passion. The key is to be very careful about what you say and do on the first date. You don't want to scare away or Thank you.